Hey everyone, just a reminder that we are recording remotely while we're quarantined, uh, so the sound might be slightly compromised, but hopefully not too bad. Enjoy! Without Mystique, a podcast where we process politics, sex, and the unrelenting firehose of bullshit in the news through an unapologetically feminist lens. Each week we begin by venting about the news, go deep on one important issue, call out terrible things happening below the top headlines in a segment called We See You, and then we'll end with something hopeful. This week, um, we're going to go a little off script. We had planned our We See You's and we've scrapped them on account of Georgia and a coup currently happening. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) we're going to just kick things off talking about the events of today, January 6th, 2021. The coup. Um, The coup. The coup, the armed insurrection at the Capitol. Cool, cool, cool. And then we will end with like a prolonged good thing where we – talk about and celebrate uh, the events that happened in Georgia last night and today. Um, Yay! Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Uh, It feels so good. Mm. Feels aroused every fiber of my being. Yeah, Mm. me too. Mm. Pretty thrilling. Pretty exhilarating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. And I'm, I, I, I'm disgusted and all of the things that we're going to get into about the Capitol, um, the storming of the Capitol, LOL. Um, but one thing that I also resent is them taking away this like victory ride of a day that I was expecting to have. And I, Frank, I have like champagne that I was going to pop, uh, today once like they confirmed that Ossoff definitely won and champagne feels like utterly uncalled for and inappropriate um, maybe just like a big old glass of red wine is maybe more appropriate for the moment, but I don't know. So just letting you know, like, that's what's going on. That's another like personal loss that I've <laughs> been enduring. Add it to the list. <laughs> so yeah, a coup. A coup. Yeah. Um, I guess the Trump supporters aren't happy. <laughs> it, uh, it would seem uh yeah trump was talking about how we'll never concede they started the process to confirm um the electoral college win for biden mike pence defied trump <laughs> and um at some point um people started charging the capitol and breaking windows and uh, breaking into Nancy Pelosi's office and stealing a piece of the sign. A woman was shot and died. Um, she had a Trump flag on and I guess she smashed a window and was trying to get inside. And um, yeah, they shot someone. The details are murky, but she was shot and uh, died from her injuries. Um, It's mayhem. It's madness. I can't imagine how different the response would have been if these were Black Lives Matter protesters. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) These these people got to (laughs) flaunt their their weapons (laughs) for quite some time uh, before anything happened. Yeah. Yes. It's going to 
This day is going to kind of live on in infamy in American history for a number of reasons, but one that I really hope sticks. I really hope because it has been making the rounds and these points have been made over and over, but the, you can absolutely juxtapose the way that the Capitol Police reacted when the Black Lives Matter people um, were protesting this summer with mm-hmm. the way the Capitol Police did not react and the, the way that they treated these quote-unquote protest, protesters, these violent insurrectors, with uh, kid gloves. And there was so much patience. There was no beating people down with the batons, no kicking, no pushing, no taunting, no tear gas for an incredibly long time. Um, and yeah. when they did deploy tear gas, it was only after, and flashbangs, those were only after there was, um, there were, um, there was tear gas or other, other like substances that were being released by these MAGA proud boy groups. Mm-hmm. Um, they the they found uh, police have found pipe bombs in the RNC headquarters. Another in um, near the DNC headquarters. Other explosives around the Capitol, and it it is. Uh, we knew that there was this planned march for today. So there had been rumblings of like, be careful, DC is going to be pretty dangerous today because of all the Proud Boys. Um, it's also worth noting, because I think that this needs to be pointed out, especially to people, to, to conservatives. Um, a lot of these people are carrying um, Confederate flags. So just to throw that into the mix, like if you're kind, someone who's kind of not putting two and two together on this, yeah. um, Confederate yeah. flags. Um, mm-hmm. Some Blue Lives Matter flags as well. Lives, oh, <laughs> those are, though, I find those just... Um, the most threatening. I don't know what it is. It reminds me of Handmaid's Tale. It reminds me of some sort of like, um, I I don't know, like some dystopian American, like futuristic film where like, that's the new America with like the thin blue line part. But I just, this goes to show this, this event shows that it was, it was never the, first of all, these are domestic terrorists. This was domestic, domestic terrorism. It was, it shows it, it. It disabuses any of the ridiculous talking points that we've had to consistently disabuse, like all, throughout all of Trump's presidency. But for these people, their opposition to Black Lives Matter, their opposition to liberal talk, liberal um, values, it was never about law and order. It was never about Blue Lives Matter, and it was never about economic anxiety. They were fighting the cops. Um, and have been treated with kid gloves. This is not a group of people who are pissed because they feel economically disenfranchised. It's, it's, we need to, and, and everyone, like everyone needs to do a better job of, of ceasing to promote these talking points because they are wrong. And they're, powdering the bottoms of these like violent, vicious, extremist terrorists who have been able to run rampant and who, who continue to grow in number since Trump's presidency. I, it, what a disgusting, demoralizing display today was. And yeah, what, how, I'll just leave it there for now. Yeah. And what, what is going to become of these people? <laughs> what you know what what's where will it go from here i think every day every week we wonder um 
exactly how ma- how many of Trump uh, Trump supporters are going to stay loyal Trump supporters even and sort of form this. It's already been formed, but continue this weird this Trumpism, um, which involves a lot of racism and violence and general ignorance. It's like a violent ignorance. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and this coup, I think, showed us that, uh, yeah, there are plenty of people that are quite riled up and um, not very rational. And, you know, like that, I mean, that it's not news that white nationalists are the biggest, you know, terror threat to the country. And I think we've maybe gotten a taste of what that's going to look like. <laughs> yeah. Going forward. Um, and I thought it was quite cute that in uh, July, Trump tweeted that uh, anarchists, agitators, or protesters who vandalize or damage our federal courthouse in Portland or any federal buildings in any of our cities or states will be prosecuted under our recently reenacted statutes and monuments act. Minimum 10 years in prison. Don't do it. I wonder if that applies to these Trump supporters. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I certainly hope that they are we prosecute all of these people within to the fullest extent of the law. And the, I mean, the vandalizing was making me ill to see. I mean, they were, these people were running around the Capitol. They were in the house chambers where just an hour before, you know, the Senate chamber where the, the Congress was convening to certify the election, which by the way is a fucking formality, not something in which they have any like, editorial say, you know, which was already, so that was supposed to be the drama of today that we had sniveling cowards like mm-hmm. Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, like what an uh. ass and Josh Hawley of Missouri. Um, they were gonna use every little mechanism to like mm, Pennsylvania, even though Trump has lost over 60 60 lawsuits in different federal courts and state courts. Every time he challenges um, election results, he's slapped down, usually with like a great decision by a judge. The only electoral um, fraud that we've seen has been a couple of instances of people voting um, twice on behalf of Trump because they vote with like using a dead relative or someone else. So that's happening. And, you know, it's disgusting that we had like 12 or 13 senators U.S. senators who were going to support the this give you know fan these flames. So they 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 are all so um, responsible for the violence of today. Um, someone said like, um, "Well, that escalated steadily for four years." You know, like yeah. It's, and I thought that was that was good because it was just it, we. And the NAACP tweeted earlier, we march, we marched and peacefully protested for the loss of lives, not for the loss of elections, you know, and that is at the crux of like the difference, I think, between, well, one of the important core differences between Black Lives Matter protesters, who, by the way, the data has shown at least about 96% of all of those protests over the summer, spring and summer, were completely nonviolent. Um, when there was violence, there was there are lots of questions as to whether or not it was initiated by the police or whether it was initiated by people who weren't, you know, it was at night, not, not like a during a daytime peaceful protest. Um, but the fanning of these flames um, 
the promotion of these conspiracy theories of the ignorance was entirely predictable. We watched this happen. And when people over the course of the last four years, every time people said this is people are going to get hurt because of this ignorance, because of Trump using his platform on Twitter and Facebook to, and, and because of Facebook allowing these like hate groups to um, populate and to organize, um, this is going to lead to, uh, chaos, to violence, to destruction. And, and the undermining of democracy now is we have a, we have a day that exists. I, I think something, someone made a, a point and I wish, if I can find it quickly on my likes, <laughs> my Twitter likes, um, <laughs> Oh yeah, T. Greg Doucette, who's been um, that never Trump Republican who posts, who's who's been documenting police brutality. He said, "Fact is, the most uh, this is the most direct attack on Congress as an institution since 1814, when the British set fire to the Capitol. If these people do not respond with every ounce of of power, Article One grants them, they deserve whatever comes next." And I, there is a part of me that has, I, I you know, Biden his whole thing has been like, I'm going to unite the country. And it is clear that we need some unifying and that that should happen. But not before we hold these motherfuckers responsible. I want, you know, I want, by the way, our new attorney general, Merrick Garland, mm-hmm. Dracaris, I love it. We love to see it. Um, I want Merrick Garland to roll up as the new attorney general and have a laundry list of, of people and priorities that show that you cannot get away with this type of undermining of democracy. You cannot get away with all the illegal activities that laws matter. I mean, this, the GOP has yelled themselves hoarse saying that they are the party of law and order. They're the party of law and order and laws matter. Laws, laws, laws matter. And, and, and we have to respect the police. We respect the, decisions of the court, you know, it, like that is what at least my conservative family members have drilled into me since I was little and, or, and when I was one month before I turned 21 and my grandmother wouldn't let me have a glass of champagne on New Year's Eve because she said, honey, it's the law and the law matters. Okay. Well, we're seeing lots of people breaking the law and we only see a certain segment of people ever held accountable and we see vast differences in the way that the Capitol Police um, treat, you know, black people, people of color protesting, liberals protesting. This, I, 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 I am, it, this was a, an absolutely devastating day in American history. And it, it's hard to find the words and it's still happening. There's still violence happening, but it's hard to find fully the words to communicate how disruptive and how um, horrific it was to watch these hateful, violent assholes get so far. So far. And they're protesting based on fiction, like mm-hmm. just these non-truths, like, like the, the election was not rigged. This is not what, how do these people have so much power relatively? How could they do, you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculousness. And I just, and I also, I hate that idea that unifying is synonymous with not holding anyone responsible for anything. Yes. <laughs> like, like a la James Comey. Like, no. Mm, James we Comey. Can, we can uh, work together. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, we can work together on things, but 
you shouldn't get a literal get out of jail free card for being awful and committing a shit ton of crimes Mm -hmm. in the name of unity. Like, why don't we all unite on the, (laughs) the premise that justice should be served regardless of your political party. And I mean, it just seems, it seems like Trump will be going down in flames, hopefully uh, one way or another legally with all, all the, all the problems he's facing. And I don't know what, yeah, again, what will come of his, his most, his little cult, I guess we should call it more than, more than supporters at this point. Mm-hmm. The domestic more, terrorists. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's more of a cult. Yeah. Um, in, ter- in terms of just believing so deeply in things that are not true. And then, as well as uh, I think there's a Venn diagram of those people and violent racists and then there's mm-hmm. the middle and you know we we see those people out and about quite a bit we do we interact with them because they're our family members sometimes which is <laughs> fun um mm. but there should be there should be consequences um because this this escalation which was entirely predictable given the last four years and the way that egos have been assuaged and things have been papered over and Republicans have looked the other way, the establishment, you know, they, they jump on any like slip up or any like indelicate remark that Nancy Pelosi makes or AOC. You hear all about it instantly because, Ooh, suddenly all the GOP members remember that they have a Twitter account and care to be like "Mm," sniping at them. But you know, when it comes to Trump or anything that he's said or done and his inc- regular incitements of violence and both sidisms, um, suddenly they didn't hear about it. They're focused on making laws. They're looking, you know, they're looking the other way. Um, this Trump defended the actions of these insurgents today um, in a couple of ways. I, he, he, he posted a video on Twitter, which has since been removed. I just checked. And apparently they, Facebook also removed it. Um, and because they said something about like on balance, uh, it is like promoting uh, the violence that's going on. That was like some VP of integrity at Facebook, like LOL. Um, but Trump tweeted Um, about 30 minutes ago. (laughs) These are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated for so long. Go home with love and in peace. Remember this day forever, exclamation point. Now, Twitter flagged it and said, this claim of election fraud is disputed and this tweet can't be replied to, retweeted, or liked due to to a risk of violence. Um... But and a couple of other tweets from Trump recently have been re- fully removed. Uh, but this is what we're dealing with here. I mean, this is this is the fine people on both sides. This is the stand back and stand by uh, proud boys. Um, people were looking to the president all day to say something. And he didn't. He wouldn't. Um, he, he In the video before it was removed, he basically said, like, I understand. I feel your pain. Uh, this election was stolen. So it's like, okay, well, anything that you say after that is, I mean, you've already just justified their actions. Um, um, Ivanka Trump also tweeted, and then she deleted it, but we have screenshots. Um, She addressed the the, um, violent domestic terrorists by saying, American patriots, 
like, and then saying like, go home or like be, you know, peaceful. It's like American patriots. Fuck you. George Bush spoke out and said, this is how election results are disputed in a banana republic. He called the, he said, I am appalled by the reckless behavior of some political leaders since the election and by the lack of respect shown today for our institutions, our traditions, and our law enforcement. Um, He called it uh, sickening and heartbreaking. Um, And he doesn't mention Trump by name, but, you know, it's obvious who he's talking about. I feel like at this moment, like, you could just mention him by name, but like. (laughs) Yeah, you can do it. You rip the band-aid off. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, and it is interesting in the last uh, in the last few minutes, even um, there's been more conversations about Twenty uh, Fifth Amendment powers and like Pence and Trump's cabinet like teaming up to get him out of office, which is so interesting to me because you know it, there's two weeks left. And I, I actually have no doubt that, um, cause Ilhan Omar tweeted, I'm drawing up articles of impe- impeachment. So it's like, yeah, he's definitely going to get impeached again by the house. So that's going to be fun. Um, but so we're seeing real conversations about the 25th amendment. Um, obviously there are calls for Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley to resign immediately given their role in this. Um, there's pictures of Josh Hawley, like waving at the protesters on his way out or on his way in this morning. So maybe, you know, if we're giving him the benefit of the doubt, which he doesn't deserve, um, he probably didn't anticipate how, um, violent it was going to get, but that's cause he's an idiot. Um, but there's also, it uh, looks like on CNN, um, talk of Congress women, actually one from our state, um, Kathy McMorris Rogers, um, saying that she might reverse her position on challenging the election results. And we're looking at the House convening tonight. The House and the Senate will proceed with, um, have, you know, with their session to certify the election results. Um, and it seemed... I'm heartened that they're sort of extra determined and maybe this will have an effect of we will get through all of the certifying of the election results much quicker, like one in one hour or two hours. And maybe what if the Senate even like agreed on something and like, what if, what if they all came together and like, condemned Trump. I mean, they wouldn't, but anyway, now I'm getting out of myself. That would be beautiful if everyone came together I know. and condemned Trump and the Trump supporters and we all rose above and we really did unite and uh. Republicans started to understand. <laughs> sad. So sad. Uh, just like Megan McCain, for, I have to. I have oh, to. Go she, she is now a supporter of paid family leave which is a good thing obviously but it's because she had a baby and she was her baby who she named liberty oh that's that's okay that's something liberty the baby (laughs) Mm. baby liberty baby liberty Um, could be shortened to baby lib yeah Ooh, lib little snowflake love it love it yeah so she had a baby and she's like i just realized that um you know, everyone should have this. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Just such a typical, like, Republican experiences thing, realizes Mm -hmm. thing is important, whereas, like, other people can just have empathy and be Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I could see how after childbirth a human might need uh, (laughs) some paid recovery time. 
yeah, might need that. So, and of course her plan, like the plan that she likes is awful too. It's like to take it out of your social security benefits ahead of time. Why? I know. So it's just, it still like penalizes uh, you. <laughs> so, oh my God, Megan. So frustrating. One step forward, two steps back. Yeah. Also like love that the party of, you know, the pro-life, pro-family party, like no paid family leave, only if, oh, I had a baby and realized like, oopie doopie, this would be nice. Um, and I work hard too. Um, oh God, the party, the, the, the pro-life party has really been on a kick recently. Um, mm-hmm. They're very upset about Warnock. Oh yeah. Oh, Ooh. Ooh. I'm so excited. Oh my god are we gonna are we gonna gonna, gonna? get into the good stuff i think so i mean is there anything else um i mean i i think that the trump supporters are hateful ignorant hateful ignorant assholes (laughs) um and it does look like again uh, like the bar is so low and i think part of the reason that this is like, I mean, it, it already, this was un, this is unbearable today, but the reason why we can bear it is because we've had such good news that we're going to get to in Georgia and we only have a couple more weeks of Trump in office. Like, I mean, he is quite dangerous right now as we were seeing and his supporters are very dangerous. So this is an incredibly somber time, but we the era is almost over and we just have to, we just have to inch our way, drag ourselves over the finish line and get Biden in there. Um, and maybe this, it, it, there, maybe there are silver linings um, where it really, uh, <laughs> like you don't have to use your imagination to see how bad, how bad, how bad, how dangerous, how and bad it is. Like, <laughs> like how dangerous and um, perilous a situation our entire democracy is is in. So that when we get into the next session with our fucking majority, oh, uh, we're going to be the majority. Oh, we're going to be happening? able to, like, we will be able to do something about this. We will be able to hopefully, you know, we can create and prioritize and the like FBI and different department, different national intelligence um, departments prioritize this domestic terrorism and mm-hmm. we can enact stricter gun laws that'll make it mm-hmm. so that they can't fucking storm the Capitol or Michigan's state Capitol. Like just no more, none of this shit. Like none of it. We're done. No. We're sick and tired of it. You know, and I guess one last thing before we get to the good stuff is <laughs> because I, you know, I'm, I am thinking a lot about um, my conservative relatives. I'm, you know, once again, thinking about how disappointed I am in the way that they continue to support Trump, you know, the, the like, and to support his, his initiatives and that this is yet another like day where we're just, it's a stark reminder of exactly like what he's Trump stands for and what is tolerated. And it's also a reminder that like, it was Conservatives like to also use the language of patriotism in a way that's so manipulative and so disingenuous because when it actually comes down to it, 
we know just like there are other euphemisms of blue lives matter and law and order and economic anxiety that it's not really they are not the party that cares about the country that are democratic norms and institutions and making things better they they are anti-establishment and frankly an anti-democracy which is the which is un-american to its core it is un-american and what a lot of democrats and liberals even when we're bickering at each other it's because we know that this country can be better and we know we can do better by its citizens and by the rest of the global community and we're pushing to be better we're pushing to be accountable when we get in fights it's maybe it's because it's like you should be accountable now no you should be like you weren't accountable in the right way you know we're tripping over ourselves to be better people generally and to be more transparent and 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 so this I just, this is just another ugly, stark visualization of the fact that Trump is the absolute opposite and his supporters the opposite of patriots. And I'm so fucking ready for it to be done. And it will be soon. And it will be. And it's magical that it will be. And hopefully those things, those beliefs that this country can be better, we can do better by its citizen, can be put to action with a fucking Democratic majority. Yeah. In the House and the Senate. Like, okay, like we can actually get shit done. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of infighting about doing things too quickly or not fast enough. I'm of the opinion, let's get everything done quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't want any of this, like, we have, you know, we have to be reelected in two years. We can't do things too, too much, you know, because if you do things well, people will like it. Yep. (laughs) You know, like people voted voted you in now. You'd have to fuck it up to, uh, I mean, granted, Georgia's close, um, but not within the half, half a point. No, not within the so, recount. Not oh. within the recount. Beautiful, beautiful. So it's just, uh, it's felt like even when we were, you know, quote unquote, in charge with Obama, you know, we had Mitch, mm. Mitch in the way. Like mm-hmm. we haven't really had... Uh, the full opportunity to accomplish so many of these important goals around, you know, the environment, which is <laughs> Yikarooski's gun reform, like you mentioned, the civil rights, um, just healthcare, everything. We, we need all the things, um, immigration, uh, foreign relations. I mean, uh, and it's been so hard with Trump in charge because it felt like we were not only not making progress, we were going backwards on things that we didn't even know were up for grabs. Yeah. We didn't know that like we'd have a president who would just be like, that endangered animal? Nope. Yeah. Poach him. Poach him. We're like, I didn't even know. <laughs> didn't even know that could happen. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, really, really a... Uh, really awful stuff. So I am absolutely uh, thrilled, thrilled that we'll be able to get some stuff done. And we could, we, we have the only thing that could be standing in our own way at this point. So like, let's just get things done. And I just love that because, you know, Mitch McConnell's favorite thing is power. Mm-hmm. And I just love that he had, that he's had power taken from him. Mm-hmm. He's, ha, 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 ooh, ha. Dare I say like, he's 
out of power. He doesn't control the agenda. And Mm -hmm. now we can get to actually the business of legislating, which turns out was his job all along, shockingly. And he just didn't fucking do it. Um, You know, this is... This is a victory. It's a, it's a monumental victory for, especially for the organizers in Georgia and for every single person who got out there and, you know, made their voice heard. And for every, you know, every single vote mattered so deeply. Um, And to have the majority now, it's, there are 400 bills that were sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk that accumulated over the last fucking four years that he's decided not to even think about. So we can take up those 400 bills. They're just sitting there waiting for Chuck Schumer to get to them. Um, There's a Congressional Review Act that um, Congress can effectively repeal every agency rule issued by the Trump administration within the last six to seven months. Um, Apparently, there's like a formula. This is coming from Mark Joseph Stern at Slate. Um, And so that should be a priority. Um, A lot of extreme, uh, quote, midnight rules are being rushed through right now, um, and we can just reverse those right away. Um, Some of them include like really depressing, like, like you said, like small things like narrowing consumer protections for airlines, just like allowing, raising the bar for regulators to challenge unfair and deceptive business practices and give companies a bigger chance to fight back at formal hearings, radically narrowing the grounds for asylum eligibility, repealing protections for editorial independence and excluding scientific studies from environmental policymaking, which is like, again, like you said, like, why um we now get to be in charge of every like the senate judiciary committee hearings go from being controlled by lindsey graham to Uh. um being controlled by a democrat and every single one of those and it's like really kind of blissful like it's yeah i feel euphoric me too it's bizarre i didn't know i didn't know we could feel like this again mm-hmm. yeah it's 2021's a chaotic little babe but she's uh she's got some a lot more good already and a lot more hope than 2020 did <laughs> yeah and it's we, a- <laughs> no you go <laughs> No, yeah, you okay, go. I'll go. I'll go. Um, and with Georgia, I think obviously you can't mention it without talking about voters of color and that turnout. And um, because apparently white voters showed up at pretty much the same rates, but voters of color came up and came out. And we have them to thank for for uh, the Democratic majority that we now have. We do. Um, yes. And like Wardock and Ossoff are both great and the ship acts they're running against are particularly awful. Like there were ads ran where they made Ossoff's nose larger in the ad and where they made Warnock's skin darker. Mm. Like really fucked up. Uh, it's really fucked up people. So yay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Warnock's the first uh, black senator from Georgia ever. Um, mm-hmm. What? Oh, no, I was just saying it was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was agreeing. <laughs> yeah. So, yay. So I, I do want to just mention that they're, I've talked about them before, but they're, they're cool beans, these two. So. Yeah. They're really, um, 
they're really good candidates. And Ossoff is the youngest, um, will be the youngest senator um, elected since Joe Biden was elected in like 1879. No, just kidding. <laughs> it was like 1978 or something. But um, whenever Joe Biden was elected to Congress, he was the youngest. And now, um, you know, John Ossoff will be the youngest at 33. Um, the There was a... Um, Kelly Loeffler ran uh, the opponent to Reverend Warnock ran a really racist ad that included like um, lots of dog whistles. Um, and I don't, I'm not remembering like all the details, but yeah, it was pretty, pretty gross. Um, they had a lot of dirty tactics and she was, and she is, she, she when she was in Congress, when she was, ha ha ha, tense motherfuckers. Oh, it feels she, so good. Oh, it still feels good. Oh, it does. It really does. It. Mm. She was the richest, um, richest Senator in Congress, which is saying something. She she um, is married to the head of the New York Stock Exchange. She benefited by um, from the pandemic. Um, she got insider information and did a bunch of trades um, and bought a bunch of stock and telecommunications, all while she was downplaying the pandemic and saying that it wasn't a big deal. And just knowing the crisis that was coming, she she personally benefited a lot from that. Um, and she has a mansion in Georgia named Decant, um, which is just like, mm, you're just, you're the worst. So um, she also just seemed incredibly like, she was, she and David Perdue were all the way up Trump's ass and they were saying every single thing that he supported. So in the the last few days, they were saying they supported the $2,000 stimulus check. And it was, thank God that fooled no one, you know? And like Kelly Loeffler was like, I'll oppose, you know, the certifying of the election results like the day before the election, because she, you know, wanted I mean she she they were just doing they were Trump's lackeys and I'm so glad that the voters of Georgia saw through it and delivered decisive narrow but decisive victories to both Warnock and Ossoff and that is fucking that it is so good it is so good it is such a a beautiful thing because we didn't you know this was an uphill battle Yes. And we won it, and it means so much. And it's the first like big thing that's happened politically that's like positive since, of course. I mean, Biden being elected, obviously huge, but like these past four years, mm-hmm. oh my god, it's been a barrage of of awful, 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 atrocious things yeah. daily, day in and day out. Worth like things, ten things would happen in a day that under any other president would have had like individually had like months of coverage it's just yeah been hit with this left and right and it's it's hard it's always hard to believe yeah things but I'm loving it I'm relishing it um I'm here for it and in a couple weeks Biden will be in there oh god (laughs) such a relief it's gonna be like taking a piss after being on your feet for 12 hours <laughs> no break <laughs> drinking Gatorade all day yeah it'll be, be relief yeah. <laughs> so much relief so 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 great I'm uh, uh, I, I, it's 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 really it's the type of like bright thing that I mean getting us through this 
even this, this day was so hard, which is, you know, we were supposed to be, this was supposed to be a fully joyous celebratory episode and it still is in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, but never has it been more clear that change the change cannot come soon enough. A decisive democratic majority is going to happen. Um, and I heard something else that was sort of interesting, an argument for basically the fact that Republicans in challenging the election results and the electoral process the way that they have been and sort of steadily undermining it, they're actually building a case inadvertently to get rid of the electoral college, which they need to win elections um, in the modern era. I mean, Republicans have only won the popular vote once in the last 35 years um they need and like looking forward there's the, the only way that they can win national elections is through this like tyranny of the minority um electoral college process which of course is so fucked up and outdated but um so i just thought that was like a kind of like fun I little love coda. it yeah. yeah i would love it if they were the start of the end of it you know, yeah. it's like, oh, you guys did it, huh? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Be, uh, what if, like, the next four years is just, like, their total unraveling and the, and just so much advancement and human rights issues and uh, that would quality be, of life issues and... Oh, my God. Mm, we would just, mm. like, rebuild our standing in the world and the environment would oh be... Oh, my God. You get health care. You get health care. You get health care. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Less guns and more voting rights protections. Oh, I just love it. Gosh, Betsy DeVos won't be there. All those people won't be there. Ew. It's going to be people who know what they're doing. People who know what they're doing and care about people. Yay. And what was the thing that you were saying that there was like not as many moving trucks around the White House as, as usual? Was that you that was texting me this? Oh no! I don't think so. Someone, someone was telling, oh, <laughs> like that. Uh, apparently, because people, because they are supposed to be transitioning out of the White House, like they're mm. in the offboarding process. A lot of staff are working remotely because, not only because of the pandemic, but because they're basically almost done with their jobs. Bye bye. Um, and so, but apparently, just like there was an article that was talking about how it seems like there's just been overall less movement out of the white house than like what would normally be expected at this time. But anyway, now I don't remember like who or where I read that. So interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah. There's a, I, you know, I think things will be, uh, there'll be things like that coup today where we're <laughs> reminded of, a lot of things and I think that there will also be moments to celebrate with, with the leadership that we will have. Um, 2021. Yeah. I think, I think she's going to continue to be a chaotic little day and uh, ups Mm -hmm. and downs, but at least there are going to be ups. (laughs) Yeah. At least there will be ups. Like, yeah. Here for that. I'm turning 30 next week. Yeah. That's that, happening. That is happening. A new decade. New decade. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Oh, gosh. 
What a weird week we've had. What a weird one we've had indeed. Shall we shall we leave it there? Shall I guess? we conclude? <laughs> yeah. What a week. And my brain done. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot. The constant updating of mental updating of this episode, like, oh, we're doing Georgia. Oh, we're doing um yeah, like, oh, and and like Mike. I had notes, like I have all these notes that are now like totally unused with um, Trump pressuring Pence to reject electoral votes. Yeah. Which is like so cute. It was a whole 12 hours ago. Yeah. You know. Years ago, basically. (laughs) I'll really look forward to the 25th Amendment discussions that are, you know, that will be coming out of the next few days. And I mean, nothing, he's Teflon Don and like even a fucking coup is not going to change the fact that like there's never any consequences for him, but at maybe least there he will be. And maybe that's maybe a good in 2021. Note. Maybe he's going to literally go to jail and his family as well. Ooh, I have hope. It could happen. happen. Mitch Mitch is in the minority. Mitch is in the minority. Like, just (laughs) Mitch is, he's, ah, that's so great. That's so good. That's so good. That's great. You can't see us, but we are beaming. We're Uh, beaming. Beaming. Well, I hope, I hope there's just more good news tomorrow, the day after, and yeah. Start to 2021. Yeah. All right. We're out the gate. Let's see what happens next, folks. Buckle up. (laughs) Au revoir. Bye.